You are listening to Your Blessed Life Podcast, episode number 31. In the process, Jay, of me pouring out my love to them, God supernaturally blesses me in my life. Yeah. And it keeps coming. Let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life. With your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Are you already part of Blessed Nation? Well, if you're not, I'd like to invite you to stop by our website at yourblessedlife.com. And you can join us for regular insights, teachings, maybe even an occasional resource that will bless your life. So I want to invite you to join Bless Nation today. Hey there, my name is Jay Marsh. It's great to be with you guys today. And I want to welcome you to your blessed life. So let's get right into today's show. I have a special guest to share with you guys. Um, I just want to get right out and tell you who it is, and then we'll get to know him a little bit better. Kurt, I want to welcome you to the show. Jay, God bless you. I'm grateful to be with you, man. I'm glad to have you. So, Bless Nation, this is Kurt Hudspeth, Pastor Kurt Hudspeth. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. But, you know, I have a fun fact I want to share with you. Kurt and I have an amazing history together. <laughs> Kurt and I served as pastors together at Four Winds Bible Church. Kurt was the senior pastor and I was his executive pastor. So, Kurt and I have a great history together. We've learned a lot from each other. We've supported each other for a lot of years. So it's an honor to get to come and connect with you at this different level, at this different season, not level, but season in our ministry life. So I'm, I'm grateful to have you on the show, Kurt. I'm grateful. Listen, I'm grateful to be with you, Jay. And it's wonderful that we're still speaking after everything we went through with that church, right? <laughs> Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> well, Blessed Nation, I want to share a couple little things about, about Kurt. And then at the end, maybe we'll get into some, some light, fun stuff. But I want to share with you first that Kurt's, he's right here in San Antonio, as I am, but he's not from here. He's from San Diego, but he's been here about 24 years. He's married to his lovely wife, Christine. They've been together about as long as my wife and I have been, about 12 years. And Kurt basically has a, a team of kids. I mean, it's like a tribe. You have five kiddos, right? I have five. I finally figured out what was causing that. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. You need to see somebody about that. <laughs> So I know, of course, you've got three boys and two girls. And, you know, you and I were, were chatting before. I know your boys and I know your boys well, but I've never met your girls. And I know one other new addition to your family that I have not met yet. And that is a new grandson, right? Yeah. Well, he's not new anymore. He's three, three years old. Lives in uh, Vail, uh, Colorado with his mom and dad. And difficult for us to get up to see them as often as we'd like. But yes, he's there. And, and thank God he looks like me. Wow. Well, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I don't pull any punches, Jay. You know, yeah. we, you know, we, you and I have had a lot of fun over the years and the audience maybe was, well, who's this guy? But, you know, we, we sort of call it as we see it and we have fun in the process. Well, that will be evident as this show rolls on. So I want to share a little bit about you kind of from the outside looking in before we go into some inside stuff. So, Bless Nation, Kurt's background is, a, is an interesting background. He was in the golfing business. He was in the grocery business. But Kurt and I connected almost 
seven years ago because of his real estate background and my real estate background. And it was our love for Christ that kind of kept us together and kind of took us to that next level in our relationship. But Kurt's also been a pastor and served in a ministry capacity for just a little over 10 years now. And I guess one of the exciting things, and later on, I'm going to ask him about some other exciting things, but I know that Kurt's excited about his show. Kurt has an awesome radio show called the High Resolution Radio Show. And, you know, finally, Kurt, I guess as we look at the time that we have got to spend together in the last handful of years, I'm reminded about our connection that we have in marriage. We both have this awesome passion this to serve couples in marriage, whether they're just getting married or whether they've been married. But I want to kind of take it down to a, even a more fun fact. So when you look at Kurt and you don't know, if folks don't know you, Kurt, and they're thinking, what is something that maybe only your closest friends know about you, or maybe a fun fact that not everybody knows about Kurt. Can you share something with us like that? Oh, yeah. You know, something that just sort of struck me about a conversation you and I were having earlier. You know, I'm a, a big guy. When I say big, I'm a little over 6'2", and, and well, I, I won't tell you how much I weigh, but it's it's up there. But, you know, in my mind, I don't think that I'm that big. And I think that's probably true with a lot of people. And so, you know, you run up to go hug somebody or you run up to, you know, to shake somebody's hand and they see this big guy coming at you and you can scare the heck out of them pretty quick. Right. And you know how true that is, Kurt, because you are a hugger. Well, I I always have been and it's been a blessing, you know, but I have to catch myself sometimes because it's just I don't realize it. But, you know, when when somebody sees you coming. (laughs) <laughs> it, it can get their attention. We'll just leave yeah. it there. Yeah. When it, when it looks like the defensive end for your favorite football team is coming at you with their arms open, you yeah, you're not quite sure how to, That's how right. to receive that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that. Thanks for sharing that with us. And, you know, as fun as talking about a lot of these kind of external things about Kurt Hudspeth are, what I'm more excited to talk about and to share with our community here is to talk about Kurt Hudspeth from the inside out. And what I'd like to do is talk about some points that are relative to your daily personal walk with Christ. Would you be all right with that? Sure, absolutely. Okay, well, let me tell you what I have in mind. So you know that the pillars of this format of for the show is we talk about faith, hope, and promise. And then at the end, we sprinkle in a few nuggets of wisdom. And so to kick this off, I want to talk about faith, and I know we're kind of transitioning into some light stuff, to some heavy stuff, to some serious stuff, but it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster ride, Blessed Nation, so stick with us here. So, Kurt, when you look back into your life and you think of your faith, and when you think of a time where that faith was stretched, maybe a struggle, where there was really an opportunity for God to do a work, a mighty work in your life, would you tell us about a time like that? You know, Jay, the first thing that comes to my mind is very early. I guess I'll start with just this. I was going through a very difficult time in my life, and I'm going to make this very brief, but a very, very difficult time in my life. And I was in a hotel room, and I woke up crying, and I was on my knees, and I didn't even know why, because at this point, I really hadn't given my life to Christ. And I found myself on the floor sobbing. And Jay, without any exaggeration, I I can tell you that there was something in the room 
I didn't know what it was. But at the foot of my bed in this hotel room, I'm on my knees and my face to the ground. And I felt a touch. I felt almost human-like touch. And it startled me. And it scared the heck out of me because I'm, I'm obviously by myself. And there was a change in me. It was a supernatural change. There was things in my life, in my previous life of drinking and being a, a pretty heavy drinker. Not, I wouldn't say I was an alcoholic, but when I made the decision I was going to drink, I was going to drink. And a womanizer and all of these different aspects of my life. And as I, I look always back to that night, because that night was a pivotal change. And I didn't know what it was. And I don't claim to know. I know now that it, I was, I feel like I was touched by the Holy Spirit. And it was a physical touch. It was something that was going to get my attention. In other words, it wasn't just something that was something that went through my brain, but I, but I felt it. And it was sort of that reassurance of understanding that, you know, I would come to know what, what took place. And so I spent about four or five days just walking around, not knowing really where I was going or what I was doing and just couldn't believe what had happened to me. And, and yet there was a little bit of joy in my life about, about what was happening and, and certainly a desire certainly not to, to drink and certainly not to be the womanizer that I once was and all of these different things. And it just led me back. To, the, to a church. And of course, I'd been to church off and on as a kid, and but, you know, basically seasonese type of stuff. But it, there was such a life-altering change. And I think what really stretched my faith was the understanding as I got into my theological studies of, of things like predestination and the understanding that it's not so much that we choose God is that God first chooses us. And when that happens, the life-altering, life-changing effect, because, you know, that's what happens to us as Christians. Many people profess Christ, but they, there maybe is no real change. Maybe the change comes later in their life or down the road, but the change for me was almost instantaneous. And I would tell you that within a matter of a week or two, my life had made a drastic change. And so I started getting on track, going to church, trying to understand who this Jesus is and what, what's really going on? I, I didn't really know much about my Bible. And I just started studying and getting into the word and, and was then looking for help with stronger theological questions and, and, and went, went through those studies and, and, and come to find out uh, through all of that, Jay, is that, that the touching, the anointing that came upon me was so life altering and so life changing. It's put me where I am today, and I've never looked back. And that was, gosh, now close to 17, 18 years ago. You know, when you tell me that story, Kurt, I have a couple of thoughts that come into my mind, but one of them is this parallel that I'm seeing. So I had a guest on the show. Um, this episode has not been, yeah, the episode was just aired. Pastor Will Davis, he's a pastor of a church in Austin, and he's a wonderful guy. And he wrote this really cool book that's recently come out called A Man Who Told Us the Truth. And the reason I mention that is because something that we talked about in that conversation directly aligns with what we're talking about today. And I don't think it's coincidence. And I think it's a message to share with us and to with those that are listening. And that is God is not playing hide and seek with us. God is seeking you. 
God is looking for you. God is wanting to connect with you. He is trying to establish that connection. And I think that gives us so much comfort and so much peace to know that God wants to make a connection with us. He wants to seek you and he wants to graft you into that family. And how exciting for you, Kurt, to have that kind of an encounter where you got to feel the pull that God is saying, Kurt, I want, I want you. Almost, Jay, it's as if you had come up and just laid your hand on my shoulder. That's, that's exactly how it felt. And I'll never forget it. Never, never, ever, ever forget it. But, you know, obviously it frightened me. And, yeah, and, I bet. And, and, and I was a big guy back then, too. So, it, it, you know, there's not a whole lot that scares me off, but that certainly got my attention. And I just think that, you know, that the path that I was leading, that there just came this point where he wanted to introduce himself to me and he wanted me truly to know him. And it wasn't, of course, later until I got really involved in, in my theological studies that realized that this is what God does. He will touch each and every single one of us that belong to him in a different way and obviously under different circumstances for each and every one of us. But for those that, that belong to him, he brings us to an understanding that only we can that we can grasp and we can see. I'm, I'm sure you could tell your story or have told your story about how God touched you and how you've been led. And so when these things happen, they are earth shattering and they're life changing. I know I use that word a lot, but it is all of those things. And I'll never forget that there was a little, little message I put out that if the Jesus that you've met hasn't changed you, you've met the wrong Jesus. <laughs> and I think that that's true. And I think that there's, you know, we talk about the difference between profession of faith and possession of faith. And they're two totally different things. You and I both know that no one's ever been saved by simply professing it without it coming from their heart. And it's that possession inside of understanding our, our, our love of Christ and Christ in us that allows us this opportunity to be such a blessing to other people. And it's been an amazing ride and it gets better every day. Praise God for that connection that he makes with us. And like you said, he makes that connection with us at different times, at different places in our life, but praise God that he does. Yeah. So I want to transition a little bit, Kurt, and I want to talk about, so we talked about the building up of that faith, the entry point for your renewed life in Christ of the onset of faith in your life. I want to look maybe down the road after your faith had been part of your life for some time. And I want to look at a time where you got to see the ultimate hope of God manifest itself in your life, where you got to see, I don't know, an opportunity for God to bless your life, some type of a way where your faith positioned you for a renewed hope, for a stronger hope, and maybe even for a breakthrough. So could you share us a story like that where your hope for Christ was realized in your life at some point? Well, in the transformation that takes place over a life from being in the natural to belonging to Christ, when that transformation takes place, God has tremendous purpose even for those that do not belong to him. Believe it or not, there's, there's purpose for everyone. Not everyone does belong to him. A lot of people don't like to hear that. But it's a, it's, it's a Bible truth, so I think we should talk about it. But I think for me, it's what God was priming me for. 
yes, you, you and I have an incredible ministry, or we at least we we think that we have some pretty awesome ministries in, with regards to marriage. I like to do a lot of premarital counseling, as I know you do. And I think there's nothing better than doing a wedding. And as a matter of fact, recently I've had a couple of funerals that I don't do a lot of funerals, but they were church members that some of their family members had passed away and they had asked me to come in and, and help the family, which I was happy to do. I said to those congregations when I was talking to them, I like weddings a whole lot better than funerals. <laughs> it's a unique time to be able to reach people. But, but God uses us for some very specific things, especially in ministry. And he's used me not only for that aspect of my life, but the love that he put into my heart with regards to the Jewish people. And I spend a lot of time working on behalf of the state of Israel and speaking to as many people and anybody that will listen as to being able to understand not only God's love for his chosen and elect, as well as that being us in Christ, but understanding how important it is for us to to be advocates for the Jewish people and to be a blessing to them in their life, because ultimately the blessing comes back. And you know the scripture, Jay, and as God said to Abraham, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And so it's been a double whammy for me in a lot of ways. And the double whammy is, is I get to be a blessing to the Jewish people. I get to be close to them. I get to, I get to know some heads of state in the state of Israel, even currently, and have ongoing relationships with them, loving relationships. And in the process, Jay, of me pouring out my love to them, God supernaturally blesses me in my life. Yeah. And it keeps coming. And I've never said no to blessings, but when they come, they come at at just at moments when it's a result of something that you've done. And now let me give you one quick thing. Sure. Not too long ago, it was about six or seven months ago. I'm in my office and Christine tells me, my wife, Christine, tells me that something has happened at Rosh Shalom. And she says, you better get a hold of, of Rabbi, Rabbi Scheinberg. And I have become very close. We spend a lot of time together. And so I rushed over to the synagogue to be there. And the reason why I'm telling you this is that there were only two people that came from the Christian community. John Hagee was one of the ones that came and myself. And I thought to myself, this is a problem because more churches should have reached out because what had happened is, is that they had graffitied the synagogue and they had put swastikas uh, all over the destroyed the property and all these things. And it was a horrible, it was a horrible scene uh, to have happen to such a beautiful place. And I went to Rabbi Scheinberg and I found Rabbi Scheinberg in the middle of the street and he was sort of orchestrating some people. And so I pulled my car off to the side and I, I got out and I came up to him and I threw my arms around him and I told him how much I loved him. And we prayed and I said, okay, Rabbi, now what can I do? How can I help? And he says, he looked at me with tears in his eyes and he says, just you being here has strengthened my faith. Wow. And I thought to myself, holy smokes. I was so taken back by something so simple because all I had done so far is just showed up. But, you know, in life for us, Jay, showing up is 90% of the battle yeah. and God does the rest. And, and so that was just, that was just one example. And it's always weighed 
heavy on my heart. Uh, there happened to also there were some kids from New York that had come in to enjoy a summer in San Antonio and to get out of the city of New York. And they were Jewish children in the 12 to 17 years of age. And they, they deal with anti-Semitism all the time. And who would have ever thought something like this that would hit San Antonio? So I had spent the rest of the morning going in and visiting with these amazing kids to reassure them that this is not who San Antonio is and that the people of San Antonio have a deep love for the Jewish people. And we'll find out who who the perpetrators were of this. And as a matter of fact, it was just a couple of days later they found them. But, you know, it's stories like that. And it's little things like that. And, and seeing what God does or other things where I help out some friends in Dallas and they happen to be Jewish. And, and some of them are heads of state in Israel when they come to town. I spend time with them and we do different things together. And, and the blessings just come as a result of that. If, if there was anything I could share with your listening audience, the word of God is true. And when God says that he'll bless you, that I'll bless those who bless you when he was speaking of the Jewish people. If you want to see transformation happen in your family, if you want to see something life altering and life changing happening in your life, reach out to to a synagogue, reach out to uh, to people. And, and believe it or not, you're welcome in those places. They, yeah. they I'm so glad you, you talked about that, Kurt, because it's it's something that is taught and it's something that's talked about, but never enough. And bless nation. And what I was talking about is the support of Israel. I mean, it's just, I know it's something that's near and dear to Kurt's heart. It's something that I completely believe in. And it's part of my support for the Jewish nations, part of my prayer life, but bless nation. I want to pull something from Kurt's story of hope there. And it's this, that the hope that we have for God to show up in our life, just like Kurt is using the example of the way he shows up and, you know, in these particular scenarios in some of these Jewish folks life, the rabbi and over at the synagogue and some of the groups that he supports, he is showing up and he gets blessed by it. God wants to show up in our life. God knows what we're going through. He knows the seasons that we are enduring, the struggles that we're going to going through. And he is reaching out there, just like in Kurt's story of faith. I mean, they come so well together in this story of hope. God wants to show up in your life. God wants to do a work in your life. Nothing, Jay, will ever work uh, until you do. And each and every one of us, you know, we're nervous about, I'll never forget the first time I walked into a synagogue, I was scared out of my mind. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to, you know, what was going to happen. Am I going to blow it? Are they going to be mad at me? Are they going to you know, wish I wasn't there? All of these different things. And, and here's the here's the reality. And I've seen it because I've been to many synagogues, especially Orthodox synagogues. They welcome you with open arms. They welcome the fact that you would be willing to come in and just show up. And so when your listeners are listening to this story, I just hope that you'll remember that showing up is 90 percent of the battle and just introducing yourself and, and allowing them to be able to speak with you. And then saying, what, what, what could I do or how could I be a blessing in any way to you? And then listen to them. I, they, nine times out of 10, they don't want anything from you. But to the fact that you were there, the fact that you were willing to put your arms around them, the fact that you were able to just be a blessing by being there, 
it warms their heart and they realize that they're not alone because they're facing this anti-Semitism constantly. It's a battle in their life. Imagine being literally disliked and hated just about everywhere that you go. And to see someone show up with loving arms, just really, how, how can I help? Boy, wait and see what God does for you in your life as a result, because he's kept every promise he's ever said he'll, he'll keep in this book. And, and I rest on that. And I, and I don't do it for that reason, but I do it because I know how much he loves them. And because he dwells in me, I love them. And I want to do whatever I can to be a blessing to them. And in return, God just pours it on Jay. Amen. Well, it's a promise. And, you know, that's that's a perfect segue to this final pillar, Kurt. And I know we talked about, you know, the verse you're talking about there in Genesis and chapter 12. And that is a promise. And so I want to ask you this in the form of a question. And if and if it's Genesis chapter 12, I think that's verse three. That's fine. But when you think of your life, whether it's current day or whether it's back when you store, told us that story of faith or even a little more recent when you shared with us kind of the story of hope. When you look at the promises of God and you look at a promise that has strengthened you, that has helped to grow your faith, to strengthen your hope, what one promise? I know there's a lot of them, but I want you to pick just one. What one promise for you comes to mind that has been a blessing to you? The first one that comes to me is Deuteronomy 29, 29. Deuteronomy 29, 29 simply says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may be all the words of this law. I mean, that's a direct promise from God that he reveals stuff to us all the time. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a study of prophecy, as I know you are, Jay. I don't shy from it. I don't run away from it. I not only embrace it because I know it's the living, breathing word of God, but I know that God is constantly revealing in scriptures to us and, and revealing more and more, especially as we see the things that are going on around our world. And so that's definitely one that comes to mind. And you're right. There's, there's probably another thousand or so promises in here that I could have gone through. That was the first one that came. Well, let me ask you, as it relates to that one, Share with me, how has that particular verse, Deuteronomy 29, 29, how has that blessed your life? In what way has that blessed your life? Well, it's, I think it's the revealing. It's that revealing of, you know, God brings each and every one of us along at a different pace. There's some people that become, you know, instant theologians, and there's others like myself who have to really work at it. <laughs> and God really gives us the ability to know him. Right. And, you know, this is the biggest I think one of the biggest problems in Christianity today is that we don't know this Jesus that we say we love. I mean, we have a personal relationship from him, but it's usually a one-sided relationship where we're, we're coming to him and we're asking for all kinds of things. The, the blessings that really come to us, the things that are revealed to us in Scripture, tell us who our God is. We know that we have a God that is blessings. We know we have a God of grace. We know we have a God of mercy. We know we have a God that is love. We know that we have a God that, that is hope. And then all those lists goes on. But there is another side. And for us to truly know and love our God, we have to know all of him or all that scripture reveals to us. And so it's knowing all of these things that when God says that vengeance is mine, not yours, 
that he holds that promise to the truth that what happens to us is that we're to let it go, that we're to be forgiving, we're, we're, to, we're to be loving and, and, we're, and we're to be kind to the next person that we come across to and, and not realize that maybe we got burned by a relationship before, but the next one that comes along that we're not going to be so jaded that we can't open ourselves up to them and be able because God says, forget. Remember, when we come to Christ and we ask for him forgiveness, he forgives us faithfully. He buries it in the deepest sea, never to be remembered again. He washes us as white as snow. But when we come back and we make the same sin again and we come back to him and ask him, Christ doesn't come back to us and say, hey, Jay, that's two. (laughs) Because when he if he was to do something like that, he would say he would not have kept his promise in the fact that he buried in the deepest sea, never to remember it again. No, we come back to him again, and we know that we're going to be forgiven, even if it's the same thing over and over and over again. We as Christians are to be Christ-like, which means that we are to be forgiving and we are to forget. And it's the hardest thing for us to get in our brains to be able to do, but to be able to forgive and forget, and then be able to be able to reach out. Don't become so jaded because something has happened to us as a result of other things that have happened that you're not able to keep that appointment that God had for you for this one person that you were going to be the anointing blessing over. Wow. Such a great reminder, Kurt, that we are forgiven and how that verse reminds us of that again and again and again. And I want to bless nation. I want to remind you of something that, you know, no matter what you're going through in your life today, right now, as you listen to this episode, God knows what you're going through. And he is here reaching out, wanting to show up in your life so you can stand on his promises. And I'm so grateful for that. So, Kurt, before we roll into the final segment of the show, I just want to check in with the audience here. And I'm hoping that so far this episode is resonating with you, that it's speaking to you. And if it is, I want to invite you to subscribe because there's more where this came from. And it's something that you can do even while you're listening to the show right now. You just click that purple button. If you're on the website, it's a square purple button on the right-hand side. If you're on iTunes, it's a longer subscribe purple button on the right as well. And I want to thank you in advance for, for supporting the show by subscribing to it. So, Kurt, as we come into this final round, this is kind of a speed round. You know, we've been talking about some really cool stories and kind of going deep in them. But this round is to hit some short punchy, practical wisdom that we can share with the audience that are relative to your life. So you ready to do this? I'm ready. Let it go. All right. Well, let's start with this. In your life, big or small, share with us one thing that you are praising God for. Well, it's my life with my wife. I praise God for her. I would not be able to do what I do, Jay, without my wife. I would not be able to be the blessing that I truly am without, without her. When God said he was going to bring us a helper, he was speaking, I know, of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. But originally in Genesis, when he said he was going to bring him a helper, a, a mate, he was bringing someone that was going to be everything that we're not. And my life of praise to God and being thankful is that he's given me a wife that is that helper. And I couldn't ask for anything more than that. Love it. Indeed. Well, thank you for sharing that with you. And of course, I know your wife and I know that to be true. And I know what, how much you think of her and how you honor her. So praise God for that. So here's the next one for you, Kurt. 
So, and I, and I might even know the answer to this, but I'm, I'm curious to see um, which one of these is, is, is going to pop in your mind. Share with us one way that you like to be a blessing to others. Jay, it's that touch that we talked about, you know, yeah. it sounds uh, cliche, I know, but you know how many people that are out there that just need a hug? Yeah. Oh yeah. Indeed. Or, or, or it's, you know, and I realize we have to be careful, especially when we're talking about the, the opposite sex and, sure. and all that. But, but, you know, when you can go up to somebody and you can put your arm on them and you can touch them and say, you know, how can I bless you? What can I do for you? That's one of the greatest things that is a blessing for me. And just to see how God uses me in my life, I'm, I'm just, I'm constantly blown away at the next challenge that he's laid before me. Well, Kurt, I want to always encourage you. I know you probably don't need this encouragement, but I want to never stop sharing those hugs and that love for folks because it's contagious. It's coming at you, Jay. I know it is. I know it is. Well, listen, here's my next question for you. It has to do with books. We've been talking a lot about the book, the good book, the Bible. But when it comes to a book that is written by a man, by a woman, but not just any book, a book that's Christ-centered, a book that may touch on any area of your life, can you share with us one book that's a Christ-centered book that has blessed some area of your life that we can share here with Blessed Nation? Well, I, I, one of my mentors, R.C. Sproul, is one of my favorites. I know that he's, he's a mentor of yours as well. I would say that the one that I keep reading over and over and over again is The Holiness of God. And that book will bless you more than you could ever imagine. And I would strongly encourage you. But I've got, Jay, I've got right now on my desk, I've got eight different books, and I'm trying to get through all of them. And there's so many great ones out there, so so many authors. There's one I just started reading that was really an amazing book called Blindsided. And it's a a look at the radical Islamic conquest. Uh, Michael Youssef, who's a PhD, uh, he's a a great pastor. He's put this book together and it's just a, a fascinating look. So it's really, you know, there's just, there's a lot out there, but if I was going to recommend one, it certainly would be scroll. Well, give us that name of Michael's book again. It's called Blindsided. Okay, cool. A Radical Islamic Conquest. I've read a couple of books by him. It's important for us as Christians to have a a good rounded look and understand that, that the God that they worship under Allah and under Muhammad is not a God. And uh, as Christians, it's just as we get a better understanding of our God and we understand who the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob truly is, we need to understand that there is no other. And only one can be right. And I know that we're on the right side with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The, this, this God is a false God, and it's a God that the Bible said would come in the latter days. And so uh, I would really encourage people to, to take a look at that book as well. Well, what I'll do is... Of course, I've read several books by both of these guys, but I will, in the show notes on the website, I'll put links to both of these books where people can check them out to see what it's all about. And if they want to get more information, they can check them out there. So thanks for sharing them with us. So before I share with folks the best way for them to get in contact with you, to connect with you, I have one last question for you. It's kind of a fun question. And it's simply this, what's most exciting right now in your life? And it can be about your ministry. It can be about your 
your life, your walk in Christ, a project you're working on, whatever you want. What is most exciting right now in Kurt Hudspeth's life? Okay, it's college football season. It starts this weekend. Yeah. And I'm excited as heck. I'm going to Dallas this weekend to watch the kickoff of the college football season against uh, USC against uh, against Alabama. And Alabama is rated number one in the nation. Of course, I'm a huge uh, USC fan. And so we're going to that game and see USC whoop up on them and, and have a lot of fun and a lot of fellowship and a lot of golf all in the all in one weekend. Oh, man, how can you not look forward to that weekend? Well, I know you're a USC fanatic, so I, I hope and I pray that you have an awesome time in Dallas at that game. Thank you, buddy. I will. Hey, well, Kurt, the last question I have for you, it's a simple one. But, you know, we've talked about a lot of things. And if folks are looking to learn more about Kurt Hudspeth, if they're looking for a way to connect with you, how can they find you? So the best thing to do is to go to uh, highresolutionradio.com, highresolutionradio.com. And you'll learn all about our ministry and what we're doing. It also connects as well on the same uh, same website to fourwinds.org, which is our church and how you can connect with us on, on that side of it. You can also go to Facebook. If you're a Facebook follower, follow us on Facebook on High Resolution Radio. And the reason why I suggest that that page, even over my own personal page, although my, my page is out there and so is the Four Winds page, the, the amount of information that I put out on Facebook for High Resolution Radio is massive. And it's the news that is not making it, that you're not seeing it on Fox News or CNN or any of the other channels that you listen to. And it is predominantly focused on the Middle East. And the Middle East is literally on fire at this very moment. And Christians need to be keenly aware of the things that are happening around the world, because the ones that are enduring, the ones that are looking up are the ones that Christ is coming for. And we don't want to bury our heads in the sand we want to know these things. So it's a great resource page for people to look at. Well, Kurt, I'll be sure to not only link up those books that we talked about, but I'll make sure that we have a link to the radio show, High Resolution, as well as the Facebook page for High Resolution. So folks can connect with that. So thanks for sharing that with us. And, you know, I'm grateful for all the stuff that you shared with us. I'm grateful for that time that we got to have together. It's a blessing to get to host you today on the show. So thanks for joining us, Kurt. Jay, thanks so much. And if you will allow me the opportunity, I'd like to pronounce the priestly blessing over all of your listeners. Oh, I'd love it. Go for it. Now may the Lord bless you. And may the Lord keep you. And may the Lord make his face to shine upon you. And may the Lord be gracious unto you. May he give you his peace. Father, that you would wrap your hedges, wrap your arms around these listeners and their families. And that you would be with them and that you would guide them and that you would protect them, Father, that you would see them through all the difficulties that they go through in their life. And know, Father, revealing yourself to them, the awesomeness of who you are, that they may know you better, Father, and that they may come to the knowledge and understanding of the greatness that you are. I pray and I ask for all of this, Father, in Christ Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I receive it. Hands up in the air, brother. It's there. Hey, I enjoyed very much, Jay. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. And you know what, Blessed Nation? I mean, if you enjoyed this episode, if this episode blessed you, I want to ask you to leave us an awesome review. I'm just going to call it like that. I want you to leave us an awesome review. And 
that's how we get your support. That's how we know we're resonating with you, that we're connecting with you, that this show is making an impact to you. And you know, one thing I want to do, I want to do a quick shout out. Mitch left an amazing review a couple of days ago and his little call sign is Mitchology. And he just said, you know what, Jay, I gladly admit that my life has been blessed amazingly since starting to listen to this podcast. Mitch, thank you, brother, for taking the time to share some love with us. And Bless Nation, thank you for taking your time today to, to visit and to hang out with Kurt and myself as we move down the journey of your blessed life.